0: Hello and welcome to episode fifteen of the Recruitment Intelligence Podcast. Today I'm joined by Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven. Hi, hi Gavin. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Claire. How are you?
0: Very well. Um, and also by Nikki, Chief Chief Growth Officer at Solutions Driven. Nikki, how are you today?
2: I'm very well. Thanks very much, Claire.
0: Excellent. So today we are talking about measures of success in embedded recruitment um, over the last couple of years, we've noticed that, you know, conversations have been changing in um, the recruitment world and and the idea of embedded or RPO recruitment is um, coming up more and more. So we this week are launching SD Embedded. Um, And so I brought Gavin and Nikki on to discuss this with us. So Gavin, I'm putting the first question to yourself. And that is why now? Why has Solutions Driven launched SD Embedded?
1: Because we've come up with a really innovative name of SD Embedded. It was the right time to, to launch it. Um, so I, I think, you know, joking aside, we, we've on and off been doing what is now called Embedded for, for quite a few years. You know, going back 15, 20 years with on-site projects, with RPOs, etc. And I think to your point, the conversation has definitely changed over the last few years where clients are looking for a more dynamic, flexible, outsourcing, embedded solution. Why? Because maybe they can't predict longer term. Maybe they need something more agile to support their business. And really, from our perspective, it's it's a logical a logical move for us. we have you know our an assignment and search business. That's a very high value add, high touch you know relationship with customers that embedded is very similar. That really we are supporting the client rather than supporting the role. So from our perspective, it's about you know moving moving towards continuing to support clients but in a more embedded, dedicated way. And I think, you know, going back to I put a post out last week in LinkedIn that, you know, talked about recruitment's getting more complicated. There are so many things that you need to think about. And, and, the, and the role of a recruiter is is growing. You know, there are lots of lots of challenges just now around how do we engage talent, how do we ensure the diverse that the, the talent is diverse enough, etc. And I think as a result of that, companies are saying we need help. You know, and rather than just looking for An agency partner, they're looking for a team who can plug and play, can add value to their business, but also complement what they're what they're doing as well. So I think that's really why now I think that the timing is right, both from a solutions-driven perspective, but also from the market's point of view and really making sure that we add as much value to to our customers that we work with.
2: I mean, I think as well, on on that topic, Gavin, I think we've been speaking to a lot of clients and, and, and a lot of companies who you know, whose HR and TA teams have been squeezed. You know, maybe they've had a, a slight period of, you know, revenue issues or funding issues, and, and one of the, the, the functions that's been hit hardest there has been that HR and TA function. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of the traits that they were trying to implement into that team or a lot of the um, strategies that we're trying to put in place, all of a sudden you remove some of those key members, you know, you're not quite hitting hitting those goals. And as people have tried to grow again over the last couple of years, they've just not had that strength of HRTA team that they maybe once had to to hit goals in a much more difficult market. And it's certainly not getting any easier to hire recruiters either.
1: And that's the thing, you know, I mean I think the, the role of an internal recruiter is also changing. You know, I mean I think as as they are getting stretched, they're spending less time in sourcing. You know, the sourcing is taking longer, engagement's taking longer. They probably don't have the time to A-B test what is the right outreach message message to candidate X for this type of role. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, at the same time as organisations changing their size of the TA team, the market is also getting harder, which I think causes, you know, that gap where an embedded solution can definitely help. It
0: all seems like a bit of a culmination of all of the changes that have happened over the last couple of years have have come together and just really pulled that need into into right now and, and, and solutions driven has obviously kind of responded to that um, at the moment. So Nikki, perhaps one of the questions that, that I I always I, I asked when you both started talking a bit more about embedded was, you know, why do companies need embedded rather than assignment or or project recruitment? And and at what point, you know, what when would they need one and when would they need the other? Um, and I know we spoke about this before, uh, Nikki. and I wondered if you could elaborate a bit more on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if, if, if I take the clients that we're working with at the moment, I and mean, we're seeing a lot of successes, you know, when we work, even on an assignment, it's not transactional. You know, we're finding out lots about the value proposition of a client, lots about the brand, lots about what candidates think of them. So we're thinking in a, working in a very big picture way you know, I've had clients come to us and just say, I really, really liked working with Recruiter X. They totally get it. How I like to be uh, approached, they you know explain our business extremely well. So there's a, a consistency approach where a lot of clients look at it and say, you know, if I could have 10 of that recruiter, God would have an amazing team. Or if i could really you know keep or retain that particular recruiter for a period of time that would be my in-house recruiter you know i've been struggling to get one uh, et etc uh, and we're just very fortunate that we've got a, a a big team like that and we've also got an engine that has allowed us to continue to hire and develop that that good talent you know i think there's a lot of different answers to this question you know and i can only go without experience and say we've worked with clients that have just been super happy with the results and they're Approaching a period of growth. I've worked with other clients where they've said, you know, we have struggled in a particular function or a particular geography, or we're growing into a brand new one where we don't just have the capability, the know how, the tech stack, the relationships. Um, Or it could be purely down to an initiative. You know, another client came to us about they had an aging workforce, you know, they were losing people, people were retiring a little bit early, they simply could not replace. And their whole game plan was to go and hire a level down and develop. So we had to just understand where that talent was and really build up the pipeline, the engine of, of doing that for them. Other areas have been a real commitment to diversity, you know, and, and adding something to their current recruitment process that wasn't quite there before. So to me, it could be quite simply a capacity issue, or it could be some, you know, an initiative, a challenge within the business. And, you know, embedded fits perfectly for that
1: i think also it's, it's that consistency and predictability if, if a company is you know looking for this to, to build up knowledge with a partner and work with the same people over a period of time and let's say they have hiring needs let's say over the next six nine months then it makes sense you know because you know if, if you're working with a let's call it a traditional agency partner you're not guaranteed that that person's knowledge will be you know transferred on to the next person that's working with you and i think nowadays from an employer brand perspective, from a candidate experience perspective, knowledge of a client is absolutely key. And knowledge of their process, knowledge of what they like, the way they work, etc., what systems they use. And, and I think, you know, when we have a team that's embedded on a client, it's not only about the results that they deliver, but it's about the, the client experience as well, you know, and making sure that there is that consistency and predictability and also, you know, scale that that team can scale up and scale down you know, as, as and when required as well?
2: I think, you know, one of the requests we had a couple of months ago, Claire, was simply, you know, I was working with a very senior uh, head of TA that was also doing a certain part of the recruitment that had been doing it for 15 years, you know, almost in the war room for 15 years and wanted to go and drive other initiatives. You know, recruitment was the part that, you know, probably took the most time and you know having somebody there that had all the tools that had that experience that were excited about sourcing excited about engaging the right candidates you know that person kind of lost that buzz for the recruitment element of it you know so again it's different people's stages uh, as well you know and, and and there are companies that simply just don't have an hr and ta function that want to define what that looks like And it might take a certain period of time to go from nothing to exactly what they want it. So we are very much aware that, you know, there could be a shelf life on that. It could be six months, it could be two years. And how do we help take that client from point A to point B and and leave them in a much, much better place?
0: Sounds like, it's, it's, it's a really flexible solution. Um, so I guess my next question would be, you know, what are the different, Ways that embedded can be utilized? You you've answered that a, a bit in the previous question, but for example, you know, do is is it only an end-to-end process? Or, you know, will will, will solutions driven come in with an embedded process just for the the, the sourcing of um, ideal candidates? Can you expand a little bit on
2: that? So a good question, Claire. I mean, I think it's really down to the end goal that the client is looking to achieve. You know, no doubt we could plug and play parts of our methodology or our processes, you know, if there's a gap there. You know, for me, I really genuinely believe that we work best or recruitment works best when everyone is aligned. You know, HR and TA, the hiring managers, stakeholders, and us. And if everybody's driving the same initiatives, there's no point in plugging us in to pass through 50 CVs if the hiring manager doesn't have the time to look at them, for example. You know, it's 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 truly looking at, where are the gaps, where are the challenges? What are you actually going to measure us on? You know, what do you want to hold us accountable to? And and we will thrive off of that accountability. You know, if everybody is saying, you know, we are, uh, we, we keep losing candidates out of the process, it's the experience, great. Let's talk about how we could get a brand new experience. Here's some of the, the tools and processes we would put in place to give them an awesome experience. And then measure refine continuously improve you know i think there's a lot of elements to our assignment process that you know put us in a really good place for embedded and it's why we've always been able to move agile you know you talked about that fluidity earlier on uh, and i think it's just scaling that then out you know what have we done to have success with the client on, on one hire and then how do they do that and create the consistency that Gavin was talking about earlier. If you're ramping up an entire function, an entire unit, a whole new business unit, for for, for example, um, there's lots of ways though. But for me, you know, what is the issue when you come in on day one, and what are you going to measure us upon month upon month upon month, um, and that's got to be where we come in and add the value.
0: Okay. And just, just, just going back to the start, like you're saying, you know, there's, there's no point just having us come in and, and and scan CVs, and I guess it's, it's the same idea that there's no point having a recruiter who has been, you know, w- working in the industry for ten years and is fully trained in our recruitment process intelligence, to just come in and 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 look at CVs. Sorry, Gavin, I think you were about to say something there, and I yeah. just jumped
1: in. No, no, it's at all. I mean, I think, I think also on top of that, and. In- you know, this is always a difficult one to say in podcasts like this, but I think picking the right clients for embedded is also important, you know, so I know that clients will choose what's right for them, but I think when you're embedding yourself into an organisation, it's usually for a longer period of time, therefore the the client has to be ready for that, you know, and and has to have, you know, the right process or the right level of engagement, you know, to make both sides successful. So I think not only, you know, where can embedded be used? I think it's also the client needs to be you know, ready for that journey. And I'll give you an example. So we we're working with a client just now who are an industrial manufacturing organization. They have a TA team in the US, but they don't have one in Europe. And you know, we are really complementing their team in the US. So really a genuine extension, you know, we're part of the team calls, we're part of you know, what's going on internally because we're adding value, you know, in, in Europe or EMEA when they are adding value in the us and that's a good example of an embedded deal that that not only not only the client needs but it really works just in terms of that approach
2: i think you know, you you mentioned industrial manufacturing clients you know i've got a lot of friends in the embedded space and a lot of them are trying to win the next company that's about to ipo the next company that's just had 50 million series b and they know there's going to be 50 100 hires i think you know, everybody's had a big shock the last regards to Klarna and Bo and, and different things. You know, yes, it may sound amazing that a company is going to hire 50 people, but there's a reason why there are thousands and thousands of recs open in that tech space. And people are moving around so often. There's so many challenges in that spot right now. And it's not to say that we wouldn't help in that space. We have clients in that space but there are a lot of traditional manufacturing companies that are having to pivot in what they are doing you know you go from standard manufacturing to additive manufacturing for example you go from you know your your traditional factories to smart factories and you know your your amazon warehouses of of this world right and a lot of these companies are you know looking for new ways of doing things you know, they've done it this way for a specific period of time and it might be attrition, it might be diversity, it might be any, you know, a million different reasons and looking for something that little bit different. It's not just the tech space. You know, obviously there's massive funding in that tech space, but right across STEM, I think there are thousands of examples of companies where Embedded would suit really, really well.
1: That's, that's a really good point. I mean, I think, you know, Embedded definitely was born out of the, the SaaS tech, you know, scale-up you know, funded organization, but I think we've really focused on complementing our core client base, which is clients across science, technology, engineering, manufacturing, and actually some of the best embedded relationships we've got just now are with the clients that Nikki mentioned, which is that traditional company that now needs to think differently about, okay, you know, the way I did recruiting three years ago is different now, and I don't necessarily just want another agency to help me. I need a partner that can add you know, longer term values. So that's, that's really been our focus.
2: I think as well, if you think of the tech space, it does progress faster. So people adjusted to work from home quicker, working remotely faster, you know, getting on zoom and teams faster. So it was probably a little bit easier for them to, you know, trust that company to do the recruitment while they're not sitting in the office right next to them. There may be some traditional manufacturing companies that have a thousand people on site. They see each other every day to work with somebody in another office in another country maybe was a step too far so i think the world has got a much much smaller place over the last the last couple of years and i think a very key point of you know you know who needs embedded how can it work quite simply we know that you know when a new head of talent gets a role one of the initial things is how do you reduce agency spend you know i speak to heads of ta's hr directors every day where they say We've got 15 partners, we've got 20 partners. I don't even know how many partners we have because the hiring managers are working different from the HR and TA team. It's about consistency. Everyone seems to be reviewing what they're doing just now. And yes, trying to reduce spend, but trying to increase their output. We're not naive enough to think that every company is gonna use us for every role times X percent or any company times You know, there's There's got to be the balance between what can we do ourselves versus what do we need to outsource? And if embedded is done right, we're seen as part of that internal solution.
0: Remember, we spoke a lot a couple of years ago about about becoming that external, internal talent partner, and embedded just feels like an extension of that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, obviously, we talk a lot about data and intelligence and measuring the success. Um, a sp- particularly in, in our assignments or, you know, our search projects. But how do you, there's, there can be problems seen with embedded that it's difficult to measure how successful something, you know, a, a project has been when it's so long term. Um, Gavin, would you mind just talking me through how a company and how we would measure whether an embedded project has been successful?
1: It's, it's a really interesting point, you know, and, and as we've researched Embedded a lot over the last six months, my without being cheeky to the sector at all, but my concern is Embedded is really we give you a recruiter, you manage that recruiter, and if you're not happy, we change the recruiter. And and for us, you know, it's much more about adding value. So, yeah, Nikki's right. Right now, lots of people are looking at, you know, what costs can I take out? Can I reduce agency spend? we really try and talk about what value can we add rather than what cost can we reduce. Yeah. I, think, I think going back to your point on how do you measure embedded, I would say there's short-term measures and there's long-term measures. I think one of the things that we would do, and we do do, is when we start a project, we like to get a baseline on what is happening in the organization just out. For example, if the organization says, you know, our average time to hire is 70 days, but we expect solutions driven to do it in 30 days, then something is, is misaligned, you know? So we, we really need to understand, you know, what is time to hire at the moment? What's cost per hire? What's the quality and diversity of a talent pool? How do they engage candidates? What have they tried? What have they not tried, Etc. Because until you know that, you can't really then start to measure or, or, or plan to measure things going forward. So I would say short-term measures, long-term measures. I think the short-term measures are, are really around getting traction you know, and and what we would call in our framework executing, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we can say all the right things we want from an embedded point of view, but clients hire us to fill roles. And until we fill roles, we don't have the credibility to add other points of value, you know, along the way. And I think that's why, you know, we, anytime we launch something, we launch with a kind of framework of, you know, what do we think is important as part of this journey? And and we've we've come up with something that I think is, is quite powerful in the embedded space. And it really looks at the six areas that we believe are important to really nail when it comes to delivering an embedded solution and the first one is simply expectations and it's probably the, the, the most important if a client has a different expectation of us or vice versa it's never going to work right so really yeah. making sure that you absolutely nail at the start of that what do you expect from us in terms of output in terms of communication in terms of reporting what do we expect from you in terms of response communication etc cetera, etc cetera. so really clearly defining that expectation i think also engagement you know i think that it's it's fine to have one sponsor on the client side that buys into embedded but if the hiring teams don't buy into it or the level above don't buy into it there's always a disconnect down the down the chain so i think really making sure that there's true engagement on both sides from the solutions driven perspective but also the client perspective and then the third one is that execution that I mentioned. There's really making sure that you make an impact, you know, and that you can that the client can tangibly see the impact that you're making even before hires are made. So clearly, you know, hiring is a key impact. But are we doing the right things? Are we giving them the right data? You know, are we providing them insights? And are we doing things that make the client say this makes sense? Then, then, really efficiency. So, you know, once we once we've got to that phase of execution, it's about looking and saying. From an efficiency from an efficiency perspective, what could we be doing better? What's working, what's not working, giving the client feedback to say, here's some ideas on what we're seeing working in other in other areas. And then the the, the second last one for us is enablement. So actually making sure that we leave the client and we finish a project and the client feels more enabled than they did before we, we joined. And then the last one is just experience. You know, did the client have a good experience? that we have a good experience, that the candidates have a good experience, that the hiring teams have a good experience. So that that kind of six E's, as we'll call it, I think is a really good journey for any client who is, or any prospect who is considering using an embedded partner to actually say, you know, how do we map out success, you know, on those, on those areas? I don't know if and I happens. think,
2: you know, great explanation of that, Gavin, but I think what I've, again, not to downplay what any other company does, but you see an awful lot of on day one, we do this. And on day 10, we do this. And it's a straightforward process. You know, it's very hard to have a straightforward process to fill assignment business. Never mind, you know, a variety of assignment business or multiple roles. You know, I firmly believe there's an art and science to recruitment. I firmly believe to have success, you need a very consistent framework. And then you need to very good experienced people that are bought in to what they're doing and also use their own instincts as part uh, as part of that you know and and that 6 E framework really allows us to go in some of those different directions for clients to have different challenges and uh, and so far you know that expectation is number one is is key you know it's not just about sitting about aligning on one job spec it's typically talking about a vision that they maybe have six months down the line or what's really not been working the last six months, but it's, but like you say, it's very key in any relationship, particularly in the embedded space to get results early. You know, whether it's the stakeholder that's signing off on the agreement, the CFO just wanted to see what's going on, the hiring manager that's had the role open for a period of time, because quite frankly, hiring managers are still looking at HR&T and saying, why is this role still open? You know, and and HR&T are saying, I don't know i'm trying what i was trying you know a couple of couple of years ago and being able to get buy-in from h r and t a hiring imagine is tough yeah absolutely
0: it all seems like it's based around that initial alignment of both parties as well and then and then you take the framework into that and and that is how you get success
2: i, th- I think so as well up? you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people that you hear the word bum in a seat, or I'm struggling to hire a recruiter, can you just give me a recruiter for, for a period? Then if that person fills a couple of roles, great. You now we want it to be much more than that. You know, we've always wanted it to be more than that in the assignment world. We've always had clients that then say, Hey, can you come and help us with this 10, 20, 30 role project? You know, we've had clients for years saying, can I take that recruiter? So this isn't just, you know switching something on this is something that's been carefully thought about and calculated and you know ultimately we've always made decisions at solutions driven by asking clients what they want and this is exactly what clients are after it's
0: a culmination of of the last 20 23 years of, of, of what solutions driven has been doing so yeah and um, listen both of you, thank you so much for coming on um, to the Recruitment Intelligence Podcast. Thank you so much for answering um, my questions on Embedded, how to make it successful, why Embedded um, is, why now is the time for Embedded. Um, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed hearing your answers. Um, so yeah, both of you have a lovely day. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to hearing so much more about Embedded coming out from, from all of us soon.
2: Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Claire.